Welcome to another episode of All Things American Philosophy. I'm your girl Natoya, educating you on important and interesting lessons you should know about American philosophy. Today we are going to talk about transcendentalism. Transcendentalism is a very formal word that describes a very simple idea. People, men and women equally have knowledge about themselves and the worlds around them that transcends or goes beyond what they can see, hear, taste, touch or feel. This knowledge comes through intuition and imagination, not through logic or the senses. People can trust themselves to be their own authority on what is right. A transcendentalist is a person who accepts these ideas not as religious beliefs but as a way of understanding life relationships. These individuals most closely associated with this new way of thinking were connected loosely through a group known as the Transcendental Club, which met in the Boston home of George Ripley. Their chief publication was a periodical called The Dial, edited by Margaret Fuller, a political radical and feminist who, whose book, Women of the 19th Century, was among the most famous of its time. The club had many extraordinary thinkers, but accorded the leadership position to Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson was a Harvard-educated essayist and lecturer and is recognized as our first truly American thinker. In his most famous essay, The American Scholar, he urged Americans to stop looking to Europe for inspiration and imitation and be themselves. He believed that people were naturally good and that everyone's potential was limitless. He inspired his colleagues to look into themselves, into nature, into art, and through work for answers to life's most perplexing questions. His intellectual contribution to the philosophy of transcendentalism inspired a uniquely American idealism and spirit of reform. The Transcendental Club was associated with colorful members between 1836 and 1860. Among these were literary figures Nathaniel Hawthorne, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and Walt Whitman. But the most interesting character by far was Henry David Thoreau, who tried to put transcendentalism into practice. A great admirer of Emerson, Thoreau nevertheless was his own man, described variously as strange, gentle, fanatic, selfish, a dreamer, and a stubborn individualist. For two years, Thoreau carried out the most famous experiment in self-reliance when he went to Walden Pond, built a hut, and tried to live self-sufficiently without the trappings or interference of society. Later, when he wrote about the simplicity and unity of all things in nature, his faith in humanity, and his sturdy individualism, Thoreau reminded everyone that life is waste that life is wasted pursuing wealth and following social custom. Nature can show that all good things are wild and free. As a group, the Transcendentalists led the celebration of the American experiment as one of individualism and self-reliance. They took progressive stance on women's rights, abolition, reform, and education. 
They criticize government, organized religion, laws, social institutions, and creeping industrialization. They created an American state of mind in which imagination was better than reason, creativity was better than theory, and action was better than contemplation. And they had faith that all would be well because humans could transcend limits and reach astonishing heights. Transcendentalism can also be applied in the Caribbean, where transcendentalism in the Caribbean focuses on an epistemological position of the Europeans or colonial view or tradition or intellectual tradition as privilege, resulting in disorientation and calls for rejection of this privileged position or view. They also posit that the colonial or European's position must become irrelevant and demand for social, political, and economic change. You've reached the end of another episode of All Things American Philosophy. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Stay safe.